to A Legacy of Generosity, a podcast produced by the Leave a Legacy Committee of the Minnesota Gift Planning Association. You'll hear lessons learned, trends, and best practices from experienced gift planning professionals to help you succeed in increasing legacy gifts for your organization. We are grateful to our sponsors, the Minnesota Initiative Foundations. To learn more about the work they do, visit greaterminnesota.net. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, this is Mark Binkin, and I'm, we're here with my co-host, Gay Gonerman, and our guest, Susan Murray. Susan is the Regional Director of Tickets for Kids Charities. Uh, this is an organization that partners with ticket donors, social service agencies, and the public to ensure that seeing a ball game, going to the zoo, or attending theater is a part of every childhood. Previously, she has worked in residential treatment centers with youth and held various corporate roles in marketing and communications. She has an extensive knowledge of mentoring, uh, mentoring relationships as she facilitated group mentoring programs within the organizations for which she worked. She currently serves as a mentor in women in sports and events, uh, Wise Within program, and she is a mentee in the Hargroves Mentoring Program, uh, which is uh, a program that is sponsored in part by the Minnesota Gift Planning Association. Uh, who are our uh, sponsors as well. So, hey, Mark, I'm excited to be here today and have Susan with us as our guest. And thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. Um, I am also participating currently in the Hargroves Mentoring Program. And uh, so it's really fun for me to hear uh, more expertise from Susan about this topic. So a previous episode of the Legacy of Generosity uh, took a look at the value of peer mentoring with uh, other professionals in our field. And today we're going to look a little deeper into the topic and uh, ask Susan some questions about some practical ways to make the most of a mentor-mentee relationship and talk about the benefits that a, that kind of a partnership can bring to both the one, the mentor and the mentee as they work uh, as they collaborate together. This is going to be a great episode, so let's dive in. Welcome to the show, Susan. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here today. Well, we're glad that you're here with us. Uh, would you be so kind as to share a little more about your background with our listeners? Yeah, so thank you for sharing that information with them. Like you stated, I started out my career working in residential treatment centers with teenagers that were suffering from mental health and chemical dependency issues. And I think that's where I likely learned a lot of good communication skills because as many people probably realize, you have to have good communication skills to work with very angry teenagers and you got to be cautious of what you say, right? So um, I love that profession, but I decided at some point that it would be good to give corporate a role. So I went into a couple different corporations working in communications and marketing. And because these were very large corporations, they had structured mentoring programs internally that I participated in. And then in following years, uh, helped facilitate kind of their group mentoring programs, which is really valuable. I learned a lot from my peers as well as from my mentors in those programs. 
And then uh, about four years ago now, I actually came to Tickets for Kids Charities. And this is my first role where I'm doing more traditional fundraising. Um, and I wanted to learn as much as possible and take in as much as possible. So I really jumped into different mentoring opportunities that I can find could find. So I joined the Hargroves Mentoring Program. I have a wonderful mentor, Chris Polkerbeck, in that who gives us me a lot of wonderful information. And then I also am on the board of Women in Sports Women in Sports and Events in the Twin Cities. And they have a great program as well called Wise Within. Um, and I actually signed up as a mentor for that program. So I have a mentee in that formal mentoring program as well. And then also, as hopefully we all have, I have a couple of really informal mentoring relationships too. Basically relationships that you build so that each of you can get some benefit out of the other's experience and, and life situations. Thanks for that background, Susan. So let's uh, dive in a little bit more to that last point you were making. And could you expand a little bit on how mentoring relationships benefit both the mentor and the mentee and how they can move them forward in their professional development? Yeah, absolutely. I think that the most obvious benefits or the benefits that people think about initially are definitely those to the mentee, right? When we think about mentor-mentee relationships, we're thinking that the mentee is really getting all the benefits, but there's actually a ton of benefits for the mentor too, which I'll speak to in a moment. But some of the most obvious ones for the mentee is obviously talking to somebody a little bit more experienced in your field, somebody who potentially has more life experience than you, somebody who just has a different perspective of what they uh, have done in their career. So for example, uh, my mentor through the Hargroves pro program, Chris, she actually works um, in fundraising in more of a medical realm. And I don't work in a medical realm at all, but it's really interesting to hear the similarities and differences of the um, different fundraising styles, and just the different communication styles. Um, also for the mentee, I think it's really great just to be able to expand um, your knowledge of what's out there. A lot of us get stuck in the day-to-day -day of what our job is, and we don't see necessarily the larger strategy about what does our career look like from, you know, um, up high. What does it look like? Um, from career development and not just the day-to-day, -day, right? Because we all have a million emails. We all have a, a million things to do and we get so stuck in that that we forget what all the opportunities are. So, um, you know, we could do 10 podcasts on the benefits to mentees, but those are, those are some that come to the forefront of my mind for me. Um, but I really think that the mentors can get just as much out of the mentoring relationship as the mentees. So I know that one of the popular topics in career development in general or just communication development is listening skills, right? So there's lots and lots of podcasts. There's lots of educational educational materials about how everyone needs to improve their listening skills. We all like to talk, but being a mentor really tells you and teaches you how to sit back, listen, and really take somebody else's information in. So I think that's really great. Um, 
being a mentor also really helps you be able to provide feedback, right? So feedback is something that's very difficult. There's lots of workshops on that as well of how do you provide feedback in a way that somebody is going to be receptive, they are going to appreciate the feedback and not feel attacked, and they are going to actually implement the feedback in some way, right? So um, I think it's a great place for a mentor to be able to practice that, and your mentee can even give you feedback on, hey, how did that feel when I suggested this was that helpful to you so that you can learn from each other and then obviously too lastly to just really build your network um your mentee has a huge network you as a mentor likely have a huge network and being able to put those together is a huge benefit for the mentor because we can always meet new people and everyone um can be a great partner to grow your skills and expand your network so that we can all do better together. You know, Susan, I think for for many of us, uh, I know certainly for myself, but probably for most of our listeners, it's natural to seek out coaching and mentoring from our supervisors or from peers of ours within our own organizations. But you know, should we also seek out mentoring from someone that's outside of our organization? Is it better to do that? Um, What is the value of seeking outside mentorship? Absolutely. I highly recommend mentorship outside of your organization, just because you never necessarily know um, if inside your organization is uh, as as confidential as you'd like it to be because you want to be able to be vulnerable with a mentor and tell them your true feelings about how things are going in your life. I think one of the times that it might be okay to have a mentor that's within your organization is when you work for a very, very large organization, right? So if you have 10,000 employees and you can ensure that your mentor works in a completely different department of the organization as you that don't interfere with each other or don't interact with each other in any way, that might work. Um, But cross-company is really where I feel that you see the most benefit and the most opportunity. Um, And some of the advantages of this too is like I mentioned, Chris, my mentor, she works more in healthcare. I work more in the arts and sports. And I've learned so much about you know, what does fundraising look like in different realms? And what does it look like when you're asking for $2 million gifts or $5,000 gifts, right? What are the similarities? What are the differences? What are the things that I could expand um, in order to get to a place where I am developing more stronger and lasting relationships with the donors of my organization? Um, And I don't think I would have been able to do that if I was just being mentored within my own organization because we're all talking about the same thing all the time. And sometimes you need that outside perspective to make sure that your mission is clear, your ask is clear, uh, and your story and impact about how the donor is going to um, benefit or see change in the world. I also think that when you have a mentor that is from a different company, it really helps you to understand the culture of your workplace a little bit better. So 
What I mean by that is sometimes individuals are unhappy in their workplace and sometimes their unhappiness comes from just their relationships or with one or two people and that is enough to annoy them enough that they want to look for another job. And if those relationships are toxic or damaging, that absolutely makes sense. But if it's just a different communication style, one of the things that a mentor can help you with is help you work on those communication, help them work on those different perspective um, opportunities so that you can understand each other. Because it's very likely that your mentor has also experienced difficult relationships in the workplace, and they can help you see that the grass is not always greener at a different organization, right? You're not going to go to some organization and everyone's going to be perfect and you're going to get along with everyone and it's going to be a big happy family because that is extremely rare. Instead, the benefit of working cross company with a mentor is that you can learn the communication skills to be skills to be successful um, no matter what organization that you're at and communicating in a broader way with those that you work with and not just trying to find the perfect people but taking accountability and responsibility for your part in the communication style and the culture of your workplace. An excellent point. So you mentioned before um, that mentoring can move you beyond your day-to-day tasks and I wonder if you could say a little bit more about that perhaps for a person who might feel a little bit stuck in a rut Not necessarily that they're looking for a change in position, but they want to feel like they're moving forward and kind of getting unstuck and they're looking for inspiration. Can you say a little bit more about that? Yeah, I think so. So it's rare that you would sit down with a mentor and say, hey, this is what I did today. This is exactly the emails that I did. And then I took out this spreadsheet and I did this, right? That's, That's a little bit too in the weeds. And you would spend so much of your time explaining your job that you wouldn't actually get to the context of what you want to benefit from from your mentor. So instead, what you usually do when you talk to a mentor, mentors talking to a mentee, is encourage to talk about big picture stuff. And especially in fundraising professions, it really helps when the mentor can help you see why did you originally get into this position? What are you passionate about? And reminding you that, hey, you're doing this for the betterment of whoever it is you serve, whether it's to cure a disease or help a kid or feed an animal or whatever it might be. It connects you back to your passion and to the impact that you want to have in the world. And sometimes practicing that with your mentor reminding yourself of the big picture can lift you up out of the day-to-day tasks or it can connect your day-to-day tasks to the bigger mission so that you can remind yourself that hey answering this email or completing this spreadsheet is making a difference in the world even if sometimes it doesn't feel like it your mentor can remind you and inspire you that hey you're doing a good thing and the day-to-day is hard but look at the difference you've made nice Excellent advice there, Susan. Uh, uh, you know, I guess kind of to expand on that, um, how can being mentored help help you to to better set goals and develop action plans for achieving those goals for you know for, for your your particular job, whether you're a major gift officer or you know an annual fund uh, fundraiser or a supervisor uh, for a shop? Um, could you could you uh, expand on that? 
Yeah, yeah. I think it is always really important to develop an actionable goal plan with your mentor slash mentee, right? So we, as development professionals, we are really good at getting together for coffee and chatting for hours and hours on end, right? We can, we're good at getting to know each other. We're interested in other people. We want to listen. We want to talk. We want to learn, right? But if you don't set up those specific goals of what you're going to get out of the organ, out of the structured mentoring program, you might forget all the benefits that you could be missing. So my recommendation is that in the first one to two meetings with your mentor, just get to know each other. Allow yourself to have some of that small talk. Understand each other's skills a little better um, so that you can make sure that you're making goals that actually make sense for your relationship. I think if you make the goals too early for your relationship, you might um, not find out exactly what the skills are of your mentor, what the abilities are of your mentee, and you might pick up on the wrong spot um, and relearn something you might already know or not tap into a mentor's knowledge of a certain area that that might be really helpful. So when you develop goals, I suggest developing goals for each of your meetings. Create a whole year-long calendar or nine months or however long the structured program is and stick to those goals. And think of something that can be an action, actionable plan that you can work on together. So is that a strategy for your annual giving campaign? Is it a template for how to build relationships with major donors? Sit down and actually create a plan and work on that plan. And between mentor-mentee meeting sessions, make sure that you have some homework that both the mentor and the mentee have a little bit of homework to complete so that you know you're actually accomplishing something together and not just making a new friend. We hope that these obviously turn into great friendships and lifelong um, uh, partnerships where you can continue to benefit and help each other. But you also want to make sure that within the context of a structured program, you're accomplishing something together. So... I recommend making sure you have goals. Everyone is aware of the goals. You're filling out an actionable plan and then past that, hopefully you can um, create a relationship where you'll continue to build on that and understand each other even better. I can kind of speak to that again as a participant in the Hargroves program. Currently, uh, first of all, the, the, uh, the Gift Planning Association did a great job, or the committee did a great job of matching me up with a mentor who really made sense for me. And uh, she's helping me move some things off the back burner and kind of do some actionable work and keeping holding me accountable, but kind of in more of a neutral space, um, which is which is really helpful. It, it works for my style. So I'm, I'm really appreciating that. It, ties back to everything you were just saying. Yeah, I really like how you put that about keeping you accountable in a neutral space, right? Then it feels less attacking and it feels just uh, more goal-oriented, which mm -hmm. can really feel good from a mentor. Definitely. You know, earlier on in this conversation, we talked about, um, you know, the benefits that accrue to, not just to the mentee, but also to the, to the mentor. Um, so, Susan, I wonder if you could if you could explain or or speak to, um, you know, when is it when is it uh, maybe the right time to jump in to 
being a mentor. Um, what are the reasons why you know a person should think about you know uh, taking on that role and and uh, and mentoring someone else? Yeah. Well, I think in most structured mentoring programs, a very typical um, problem that you see is a lot of times you don't have nearly enough mentors for how many mentees are interested, right? So like we discussed before, everyone knows of the benefit that mentees get, but people often forget about the benefits that the mentor gets. So therefore, you sometimes struggle to to find mentors. But I think the right time to jump in is when you feel like you're in a place in your career where you can offer a little bit of guidance. You definitely don't need to be an executive level. You don't need to be somebody who is 40 years into their career. It can be a time where you just feel like you're ready to give back. So I kind of had a situation this year where I am a mentor in a structured mentoring program in uh, women in sports and events, their Wise Within program, and I decided to jump in as a mentor. I was a little intimidated because I'm definitely a mid-career professional. I am in my 30s. I'm barely older than my my mentee, um, but I just have very different experience from mentee. So she's worked in kind of one area um, her whole career, and I've jumped around to nonprofit, corporate, back to nonprofit, and just had a various number of roles. So I decided, hey, let's give it a shot. Let's see what I can offer um, and see what I can I can do. We all have great ideas. We have all done things in our careers that have been successful. We d- should share those with each other and, and help others climb the ladder with us, right? Um, and I think that you never really realize how much you can contribute until you actually sit down and talk to somebody about it. So we've all done a lot of things in our career. We've all accomplished a lot of goals. We've all done really good things, but you forget about those, right? You get stuck again in the day-to-day and you forget of all the things you've accomplished and all the good you've done in the world. So when you sit down and you take time to talk to your mentee, you get reminded of that and it also boosts your confidence to say, hey, I am good at what I do. I am making a difference and I should keep doing it and keep succeeding and keep helping other people. And then I think that another... um, option that's also forgot about or could be focused on a little bit more in mentor-mentee relationships is the idea of reverse mentoring. So there are some structured programs that are actually set up as reverse mentoring and what this is is this is when uh, typically younger not it doesn't have to be younger or earlier career professional is actually mentoring the person who is a later stage professional um, or uh, potentially older than than them. Um, And what they're usually teaching is they're usually teaching things like social media or technology advances or workplace culture of younger generations or what do people want nowadays when they are making decisions and they're giving when they are younger. How do we get, you know, early career professionals to be philanthropic, right? So they are educating from a different generational point of view. And I recommend that in mentoring programs, if you have a traditional mentor-mentee program, um, you dedicate at least one or two sessions to reverse mentoring. And you say, hey, mentor, what can I help you with? What do you need to learn more about? And it doesn't necessarily need to be a generational gap thing, but a way that you are offering your mentor um, 
a way to learn from you. Um, because yes, we have all grown up in our careers in different ways and we have things to teach each other, especially if we're a different generational divide. Those are some really great words of encouragement for everybody who's listening to try to tap into something they can contribute back. So great ideas there, Susan. Thank you. Yeah, I think it struck me that, uh, you know, we have some folks uh, in, in, uh, in fundraising where this may be a second career for them. And they have a lot of uh, previous career experience mm-hmm. that uh, in many cases may be applicable. And even though, you know, they're seeking mentorship uh, in fundraising, yeah, they may be able to, uh, you know, provide some useful counsel and mentoring, you know, back to, uh, to others. Yeah, sure. some people sure. started their career in corporate and they moved to foundation or uh, fundraising at a later time. But that career, that corporate knowledge might be incredibly uh, beneficial for somebody who has only ever done fundraising. Sure. Susan, my last question for you is if there are any resources that you would like to share with our listeners uh, that can be helpful for them in learning more about mentoring uh, and then secondly, if there is anything you want to plug for us before yeah, we do our final question. Sure. Yeah. So I have found a ton of benefit out of the Hargrove's uh, mentoring program. Um, and I highly recommend if there's any you know fundraisers out there that are looking to get involved as a mentee or a mentor, that's a great program. I've been really pleased with the quality of professionals that I've met through that program and it is it is pretty stellar so check that out that is that is great and I think another resource that I would recommend that's I don't know if it's a resource but it's an action right is get out there and build relationships as much as possible I mean this is kind of a no-brainer for development professionals but a lot of the casual mentoring relationships that I have discovered in my career have been from just seeing similar people at the same happy hours at the same events having coffee and really building a strong relationship where we can get a lot out of each other so don't be shy to continue to go to everything continue to build those relationships have coffee with the random person at a happy hour that you've seen a couple times that you're impressed with and develop your own mentoring relationship because there are only so many structured mentoring programs out there and you don't have to wait for a spot to open up or um, a year to begin with those programs you can create your own But if you are looking to create a mentoring program or just learn more about what makes a mentoring program successful, there is a great organization in the Twin Cities called Mentium, M-E-N-T-T-I-U-M. They are a business that specializes in um, providing structured mentoring programs, usually for corporations and businesses. But on their website, they also have a podcast and some resources about like what makes a good mentoring program. What is a mentoring program? How do you structure a mentoring program? So check that out. I think that's a really helpful resource. And then since you offered, I will give a little plug for Tickets for Kids. Like I said, this um, is really my first um, true fundraising position and I absolutely love it and am having a blast. So like we said at the beginning of the podcast, Tickets for Kids is a nonprofit that provides low income and at-risk kids tickets to 
ball games, theaters, museums, all that kind of stuff for free. So anything that a more privileged kid might have access to, we make sure that it is available for a lower income kid as well. And how we distribute those tickets is we provide them to social service agencies that are serving low income or at risk kids. So this could be a school, it could be a social worker, it could be a nonprofit, um, any organization that's serving low income kids. And since a lot of you uh, listening to this podcast are very likely folks that work for organizations similar to this or um, know of them and have close contact, I would love um, to be able to get those kids tickets and make sure we can get those kids opportunities and more information about how to become a ticket partner can be found at ticketsforkids.org. I will definitely be checking that out. Well, Susan, before we go, uh, we always like to ask our guests uh, this last question, and that is, uh, what's the best advice you ever received? Yeah, I love that question, but it is a hard question, right? We've all received so much great advice in our lives, so really to pare it down and think about it, I, I think the, the best advice is, I don't know if it's necessarily advice, but it is a quote that I love to live by, and it's funny how many times this quote has come up in my life. My dad used to say it all the time. I've had coffee with people, and they've said it. I've been to... Um, conferences and they've said it and I've, I've heard it all over the place and I really try to live my life by it and it's from Paul Wellstone most of you have probably heard it before but it's all it's we all do better when we all do better and I think it is really a perfect um quote especially for talking about mentoring relationships right we don't have to be so competitive with each other in our careers we can all lift each other up and we're all going to make a better impact in the world if we can all do better by helping each other do better. That's such a great reminder, Susan. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for your great insights into mentoring and how we can give give back in our career and how we can experience our career growth and professional development through that model. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciated our conversation. We enjoyed it so much. Well, folks, that's it uh, for our show today. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast or follow Leave a Legacy Minnesota on LinkedIn to be notified of our future episodes. Thanks again, Susan. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we hope you join us next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of a Legacy of Generosity podcast. If you like what you've heard, please click subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. For show notes and access to other free educational content, visit leavealegacymn.org and click Resource Library. Consider joining us as a member of the Minnesota Gift Planning Association for Networking and Comprehensive Education. And connect with us on LinkedIn to share your feedback. Make it a great day.